for me personally, what I'm grateful for from 2023 uh, is how God allowed me to recover from my second heart attack. Um, do I have all my strength back? No. But I'm alive and kicking and I'm feeling good. Then a um, couple of weeks after my heart attack, my daughter had a very serious medical incident. And actually we thought, we'd, we, thought we were going to lose her. But she too through prayer and through God's hand, made a miraculous recovery. Then later on in the summer, we had a return invitation through the group that I'm associated with at Athletes in Action to go back to Poplar Hill First Nation on a mission trip. That's the first time we'd been back there since before COVID. And it was phenomenal to um, reacquaint with, with the the folks on that First Nation Reserve. And we hope to go back again in 2024. And I'm really hoping that there's going to be some, someone from this church who will come and join us on that mission trip. It's just phenomenal. I'm grateful that we had the invitation from the elementary school to do discovery class again this year. It's been a pleasure to do that along with Kurt and Terry. Um, unfortunately, most of the kids that attend Discovery are already from church-going families, but I know that they talk to their school friends, and we've during during the year we've had a couple of other kids wanted to come and come and join purely because of the way that their classmates had talked about discovery. And you know, as good as those things are, and they've, th those, those things that I'm grateful for are phenomenal. It has absolutely, they pale in comparison with the news I got on Boxing Day. my 18-year-old granddaughter accepted Jesus Christ as her Savior. I've been praying for that. That trumps absolutely anything and everything else that I've experienced. And uh, she's been talking to me about baptism, so we just, I just ask you to keep, keep her, Kylie, in, in, in your prayers as, as she grows in the Lord, and uh, I'm hoping that one day I'll be the one to baptize her right here. Okay, now who's next? Remember, remember, I was a sergeant major. I will volunteer you who's going to be. Anna. Thank you, Anna. First of all, I would say, look what the Lord has done in 2023. So, first of all, Jake had his knee surgery in January, and he recovered well. Still limping sometimes, <laughs> but uh, that's uh, how it works, I guess. 
and uh, I had a sore underneath my foot. It's now totally healed. And uh, I'm looking forward for 2024. I'm supposed to have uh, both eyes cattery surgeries, but I'm praying that when it comes to that point that the cattery will be gone. <laughs> I, I just hope that I can have faith that that can happen. And um, this song that we sometimes sing, um, I forgot all the words, but <clears throat> even when I don't see it, God is working. And that's, that's blessed me so much. Even we didn't see that some people weren't married that came to church. And look, there's two marriages that happen, even if you don't have a pastor. But God is working. God is still working, even if we don't have a, a specific leader. And that blasts me so much. I just, sometimes at home, I just lay there in bed and cry. God is still working, if we, even if we can't see what he's doing. He's still working. Thank you, Anna. It's always encouraging to hear good Good reports, Dwayne. So Larry, Larry and Ina aren't able to be here today, so they, they sent me something that they'd like me to read to you guys, so I'll start there. So it starts with a, with a little devotional here. The author of Ecclesiastes spent a lot of time teaching the meaning of life. This teacher, a king of Israel in Jerusalem, traditionally identified as King Solomon, tried it all in his quest for meaning power, prestige, wealth, and women. And yet still, he observed that generations come and generations go, but it all seems to be an endless cycle. We work hard, but we eventually die. We acquire things, but we eventually die. We have families, but eventually we die. Whether we spend our lives doing good or evil, we eventually die. But he goes on to say, yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. When you gaze up at a star-filled sky, hold a newborn baby in your arms, or hike through a field of wild flowers, you are meant to, remind, you are meant to be reminded of something greater, your creator. When you study what's been recorded in human history, or even process your own life, you get a glimpse of the bigger picture. But you can still only see so much. It's, your, it's not your job to know everything, but it's your job to trust God. At the very end of the book, the teacher shares his final thoughts. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commands, for this is the duty of all mankind. When you look back on this year, what has been beautiful? Even if it was challenging or excruciating, what did God teach you through it? Regardless of the past of what the... Regardless of the past or what the future holds, you can trust that God is working from beginning to end. And then here, here's what Larry and Ina said. 
2023, what an interesting year for LCF Church family. Early in the year, Paul and Jess resigned from pastoral leadership. I think many of us experienced different emotions as to how the church would function. As much as we miss them, I would like to say that God has continued to work and lead the church family. I personally am grateful for an awesome leadership team that worked hard to give unified, stable leadership to the church family. There have been so many awesome blessings that we have experienced in 2023. The ladies' Bible study on Tuesday morning is so good for our church family. We have seen God provide an awesome pulpit ministry, people preaching within our church over the last year. I personally am so thankful for some of the teachings and challenging words we have received from our guest speakers. We had another awesome year of shoeboxes. Then some of our team was able to go to Calgary again with some of the youth and work at the processing center. What a blessing. At Shoebox, we had some new volunteers start with us this year, which was also a real blessing. God gave health and strength to each and every one during this entire Shoebox season. Praise the Lord. We look forward to 2024 and believe that we can be confident that God will again provide for us as a church family. Let's choose to work together to accomplish all that God has planned for us. Let's continue to be salt and light and landmark and beyond. We love each and every one of you and wish we could be there with you this morning, but are enjoying some time together as a family at the farm. Looking forward to seeing you next Sunday. Larry and Ina. Thanks, Dwayne. Larry actually sent that to me to read, but I would need a magnifying glass, so I forwarded it on to, to the younger guys to read. Who else has got something to share? Kurt and Terry, thank you. I just want to start by reading Psalm 28, verse 7. That says, and, and verse 8, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song I praise him. Uh, the Lord is the strength of his people, a fortress of salvation for his anointed one. Just thought I'd share a scripture, and... I just want to praise the Lord for this past year, for his goodness and his faithfulness to us as a church family, to us personally, Kurt and myself. We um, celebrated 40 years anniversary this past year, and God's been so good and faithful to us and to our family. We continue to pray for our oldest son, Robert, and his wife, Shay. Uh, to come to back to the Lord. That's our heart's cry. All right. I didn't know exactly what she'd share, but uh, the verse that I have here is from 1 Corinthians uh, 1, verse 9. God, who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, is faithful. And I just, too, want to... Uh, say that, yeah, God has been faithful, you know, 40 years ago, uh, I was widowed and with two little boys, and, but God has been faithful these, all these years and, and even in this last year, and we can expect the same for, for 24. Uh, 
you know, we don't know what uh, what things can happen. You know, we just heard about uh, Dave Stahl just going on to be with glory, in glory. And, you know, did he expect it? I don't think so. Uh, did he know it's going to happen? I don't think so. It just happened. And so our days are numbered like, like his was. We don't know when. So he is faithful, so let us also be faithful. Thank you, Kurt and Terry. Who's next? Well, I'll give you a little bit of time to think about it, but, you know, as I reflect back on 2023 and specifically about the church, our church, in 2023, there's many people that stepped forward and continue to step forward to do the little things that make this church function. And let me first state by apologizing if I don't name everyone. Uh, and if I've forgotten somebody, then I'm going to ask someone else to come and step forward and, and remind them. So I'm grateful and I want to give honor to the elders, Larry and Ina and Colin and Tanya, who have taken on a much greater role in church leadership during this year. But at the same time, I also want to honor those other ones in leadership with me, uh, Dwayne and Pam and Daryl and Diane. Uh, for the incredible work that they've they've done, I want to honour Jen for worship and for coordinating everything that she does for the Sunday school, and all who helped with children's ministry. I, I I'm not going to name them. I I can't name them because I don't know everybody who has. I want to honor those people who've worked on the sound, Daryl and Daryl and my other brother Daryl and Kelvin and Clara. I want to honor those who've done, worked on the video and computer, Ezra, Kaylee, Thomas and Russ. The clipboards, I know that Sheila was involved with the clipboards for a long time. And, and, you know, it's little things like that that just go on seamlessly and make the church run. Greeting. You know, the, I, I was supposed to be greeting from time to time, but that's Kurt's job. You know, he's, he's there with a smile every Sunday morning, opening the door and saying hello to everyone. And Kurt, I want to, just want to bless you for that. Snow clearing and grass cutting. Trevor's been involved in that. I know that Kurt and I believe Quent as well. Maybe, maybe not. But we'll mention you anyway, Quint. Decorating. I mean, just look. The trees and how beautiful things are. That's, 
that's Val and Ina. They come in here and they 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 just do the little things that make this place almost perfect. No, make it perfect. Not almost perfect. There's little things like you know, when you go into the bathrooms, there's always paper towels and toilet paper. Paul Bridges looks after that every week. He comes in here every week to make sure that those are clean. He changes light bulbs where they need to be changed. Luckily, I've got him to not climb up the ladder on his own, but tell me when he's going to do it so there's a second person here to hold the ladder. The flower beds and vegetable gardens, everyone has been involved in that. The Sunday morning hosts who've provided and made coffee and provided snacks. And last but certainly not least, Chantel for looking after the administration. I can tell you from a leadership perspective, that just makes our job so much easier. All the little things that Chantel looks after every week, doing the mail, you know, checking the mailbox, opening the mail, doing the bank deposits, just and, and getting the notices out, getting the order of service, and, and just doing all those little things for us. So those are the people that I want to give honor to on this last day of 2023. Uh, and, and thank you all so very much. Now, if I've missed anyone, please forgive me. But those who know that I've missed someone, come and tell, come and tell us about them. Well, who's next? Remember, I'm going to volunteer. Thanks, Chris. Um, I think that this verse originally came from um, from John Micklefield, John and Val Micklefield, and and I really feel like. This is a picture of what God is calling us as a church to be. So Ephesians 4, um, starting at verse 15, says this. Instead, which means you guys have homework to go back and read the earlier part. But instead, by speaking the truth in the spirit of love, we must grow up in every way to Christ who is head. Under his control, all the different parts of the body fit together. And the whole body is held together by every joint with which it is provided. So when each separate part works as it should, the whole body grows and builds itself up through love. And I feel like I feel like that's a picture of what God has called us to be as a church right now. Each each individual joint, that means each of us, like each individual person, we're all linked together and when we operate out of love and we move forward in the things that God calls us to, step into the situation God calls us to, speak to the people that God asks us to speak to, show love to the people, care for the people around us. When each of us does that individual part and we operate out of love, then together we grow into the church. The whole body grows itself up through love, right? We could be a church that just says, I'm sorry, we don't have, we don't have a main pastor right now, so let's show up, let's do the minimum, and let's just go back, right? Like, we'll wait and keep praying for God to give us a pastor, but that's not what God calls us to. God, God, we don't have to have a leader or a specific pastor in order to be an active, functioning church. What it is, is each member, each joint, does what God calls it to do, out of love, operating out of love, and then together the whole body is built up. And that's this dream and this picture of what I want us to be and what I think God is asking us to be. And, and the beautiful part is that's what I'm seeing. 
Like I'm seeing people doing that. I'm seeing people stepping into that. I'm seeing people having conversations. I'm seeing people encourage. This church could clear out right after every service. There's many churches that do. Service is over, boom, everybody's gone. That doesn't happen here. People stay, they talk, they connect. Like, and it's just a beautiful thing of what I see God doing. And so I'm, I'm personally very encouraged by it. I know that God's going to keep linking it together. But, but that, that's the calling. Let's keep stepping out in love when we see something, when God's spirit lays something on our hearts. Step out and do it. And together he'll continue to unify and link us together. Thanks, Dwayne. Okay, who's next? anything but when I'm when I'm thinking we just have so many you can't even count how many things we have to be thankful for they're, they're just uh, just so many it's just overwhelming sometimes but but the highlight um, for us was uh, was Harvey Strope and like uh, recovery was just remarkable the, what the word the doctors used was remarkable and uh, like uh, after, like he had a major stroke, and then after, the physiotherapist came, and uh, when he looked at the kind of stroke he had, he came to do some work with him, and uh, he left the house, and he said, "I've got absolutely nothing to work with him. Uh, everything just was just um, totally as if he didn't have a stroke." And uh, the occupational therapist came, and she had the same thing. She said, usually they do not see that recovery. And so it's uh, from just thank you for all of the prayers. And um, I think from right from start, everybody was just praying. And I think that's why the recovery. So we just praise God for that. Thank you so much, Lena. Is, isn't it amazing to witness God's healing power? I mean, you know, just... I was ready to run a marathon with me. Well, we can we can maybe run around some chairs. However, that's about it. But you know, you look at you look at the recovery that's been made there, and the same with my daughter Cheryl. You know, the doctors were in in shock that she's alive. There's still lots of time. Tick, 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 tick. Who's next? Kelly. I'd just like to say that uh, Shelly and I were looking for a place to worship the Lord. We had visited well, quite a few different churches, and we didn't quite feel at home. For one reason or another, we came here, and... I think it was maybe after the second service here, I said, I recognize something here. That's the Holy Spirit. And I could sense that in, in more than a few here. And then after more and more services, it just kept growing stronger. And uh, the guest speakers that came here were incredible. The messages that they shared with everyone, and then we, we felt growth with that. So I'm very thankful that uh, that we were guided to come here, and uh, for 2024, I'm uh, I'm just praying that the Lord will will keep everybody on that uh, that straight and narrow path, despite any stones and pitfalls and 
bless everybody with the gift of the Holy Spirit so that they'll be able to navigate through all some of the difficulties in life. And uh, I just want to thank everybody here for uh, making us feel welcome. And we, we very much feel that way. And it's, it, was, it was humbling coming here and getting married here where we could have said, well, let's just go... Let's just go in front of a justice of the peace. That'll be much easier. It'll be quieter. And then I said, well, look, at we have a family of God here, and they're so supportive. It just feels right coming here. So we're thankful for everything here and to everyone here. Still plenty of time, folks. I can... I can just stand here and look at you and just have an awkward silence if you want. But Joyce has put her hand up. I just want to say thank you to my church family. I love you guys. I've been here forever, it seems, from the very first day I've seen people come and go. But I just love all you guys and and my prayer is that we would become ever closer to one another that we would seek God faithfully I have seen miracles in my family in the last year some I'm not allowed to share but I have seen miracles of healing that only the Lord could do uh, in my family uh, physically and uh, how God answered prayer and provided a job for my granddaughter I have seen the Lord do such wonderful things, and I want to say I'm so blessed that Terry and I can join together and pray for our families every week. It's been a real blessing. And, you know, prayer is the answer. Let's continue to, prayer, to pray and seek God, knowing, as, as Anna said, even when we don't see him working and even when we don't feel it, he is always, always working. So let's not quit praying because we don't see an answer, but to know that our God is working mightily in each and every one of us to bring about his plans and purposes. So let's stand firm and let's trust God. He's going to bring us a pastor in his time. I just have absolutely no worries or concerns about that either. He's always been faithful, and he's not going to leave us now. He will never leave us or forsake us. So I want to thank my church family, and I want to thank the Lord most of all for his gift of salvation, the greatest gift that we could ever have, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Joyce. Jen. Um, I just don't have major things to share, but just... One verse over and over throughout the year that has um, just been an encouragement to me is from Matthew 11, verses eight, uh, 28, 29, and 30. Um, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And the come to me has been, just been a really big thing with Sometimes there's things that I find very overwhelming, right? And at the exact time, the Lord brings this to mind through messages, through, through songs, through people, through scripture readings, through things like that. And so just knowing that the Lord 
um, talks and he speaks and I hear him and we hear him. He's always speaking and he's always beckoning us to come to him because he's always coming for us, right? He's a God that left his throne and came down as a baby because of incredible love and moved all the way to the cross and gave his life for incredible love for us. And what can we do but come to him and give him worship and glory? And, uh, and he'll give us rest, and he's there for us. So it's just been encouraging words this year. Thank you, Jen. Yeah, I love those verses from Matthew as well. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But it's rem remember when, when you're in trouble and you go to Jesus, you can't just lay everything at his feet and expect him to do everything. Because that part says, take my yoke upon you. That means there's a, little, there's a little bit of work that you need to do. We have someone special who wants to share now, Donica. This was the first verse I memorized. It was a long time ago. I memorized it in Sunday school. And it, it was, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life has gone. The new life has come. And it's in Second Corinthians 5, verse 17. Mm. I just remember memorizing that one. And it was valuable to me. Wow. Thank you. The old life is gone and the new life is here. Now, Dwayne talked about one of the messages that was given here during the year about focusing on love. And that's something that I'd been um, looking at for for my focus for 2024. Um, <clears throat> From these passages in 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 Matthew twenty two, if I can find it again. Matthew twenty two, this is from verse thirty four to verse forty. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together, one of them an expert in the law tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets Hang on these two commandments. So love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. And love your neighbor as yourself. And I'm just going to read another little story that sort of kind of kicks in with that. And this is a once upon a time story. Kids, these, this once upon a time wasn't a long, long, long time ago. Well, maybe it was, but it was a time that I can remember. And there's other people in this room who can remember that time as well. Now, maybe, maybe your parents, they've heard about it, but they may not 
specifically remembered exactly. Once upon a time, when windows were things in homes that you looked through, and an application was something written on paper, when a keyboard was a piano and a mouse was just an annoying rodent, when a file was an important office material and a hard drive was an uncomfortable road trip with a family, when cut was done with a knife or a scissors and paste was done with glue, where web was, a, was where a spider lived and a virus was the flu, when apple and blackberry were just fruits. That was when we had a lot of time for family and friends. There's just too much time being taken up and not enough time spent with family and friends. And I think that ties into love thy neighbor. Who's next? Pam. Okay, I'm going to read a, <clears throat> see if my voice holds out to read. <laughs> um, from, we're going through Hebrews right now in the ladies' Bible study. And as I was just looking back on that, I was just, one of, one of the big things that I've been growing in or over this year and one of the ways I think I've grown in it is as I've been blessed to walk through scripture with the ladies and see a different view of God and see I think in my growing up um, and who I am I often saw God as this, the big man up there that I had to somehow please and obey and so if I did all of these certain things and to a certain standard, that I would somehow gain more acceptance or more love or more get closer to him. And more and more I'm seeing that. And over this Christmas season, I think, going through it again, realizing that um, he came. He put everything down. He made himself completely humble. And that's how he's coming, how he has come to me. And I don't have to come with anything. And I don't have to come with having things together and everything perfect. I can come just the way I am. And he wants relationship with me. And he wants relationship with each of us, wherever we're at, whatever we're going through. And, um, and like even the woman at the well, she had all of these husbands and all of this past, and she didn't have things per perfect, but she came to the well, and she had conversation with him, and he spoke with her. He loved on her, and he said, like, come, follow me. And out of that relationship, yeah, you'll continue to learn to follow me more. And that's um, Hebrews 3, um, kind of encapsulated encapsulates a bunch of that, I think. Therefore, holy brothers, who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, the apostle and high priest, whom we confess. He was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was faithful in all God's house. Jesus has been found worthy of greater honor than Moses, 
just as the builder of a house that has greater honor than the house itself. For each house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything. As we're talking even just of our church, God is the builder. It's, yeah. For every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything. Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house, testifying to what would be said in the future. But Christ is faithful as a son over God's house, and we are his house. If we hold on to our courage and the hope of which we boast. So as the Holy Spirit says, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. During the time of testing in the desert, where your fathers tested and tried me for 40 years, saw what I did. That is why I was angry with that generation, and I said, their hearts are always going astray, and they have not known my ways. So I declare on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ. If we hold firmly till the end, um, the confidence we had at first. That's why we're here, right? That's one of the reasons we get together as a church, to hear the testimonies. Even if we have, don't always see it, that's why we need to be reminded of the, the testimonies of others around us. And that's when my kids say, well, why aren't miracles happening today? Miracles are happening today, right? And, and that's God. That's, and if we cling to that, when we go through the hard, hard guck of the week, sometimes it's only a couple days and we forget. And we need to be reminded of that. And so one way is by meeting with each other. One way is by going to scripture. One way is as we pray to God and he speaks to us and we listen. So. Thanks, Pam. I realized that there was one line when I was reading out those people that I respect and honor and I'm grateful for. I missed one important line and that was Pam and the work that she does in guiding uh, and, and coordinating with the ladies every Tuesday morning so faithfully in those prayer meetings and Bible studies. That, that you know, the, the reports that I've heard coming out of that Tuesday morning Bible studies are so encouraging and so enlightening, and so I'm just so grateful for that. Pam, thank you. Now, I don't know which one of your children <clears throat> was asking why miracles don't happen today. But let me tell you that when my daughter was sick and she was in the hospital and the emergency, her heart stopped beating and she was without a heartbeat for 29 minutes. She should have been dead. God healed her. God performed a miracle and she's alive today because God performed a miracle. So miracles happen every single day. God performs miracles every single day. 
Jen, we're going to take time for another couple of worship songs, and then we'll go into prayer.